I'm Elise. And I'm Lizzie. And you're listening to Cool Moms Podcast. Are we on the air? First of all, super excited. We're recording at a new place. Yes, Anchor. Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, thanks so much for having us, Anchor. We have like a cute new background, yes. a little ambiance. Yes, li- living room setting. Real cozy. <laughs> you no, know, I like to be cozy. cozy. I know you right, do. Right, I like to be cozy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, I'm going to start because it's at the tip of my tongue. Okay, go. Okay. Wait, wait, no. Before we do anything, (laughs) I have to intro. This intro should be, love is blind. Take over. Elise has blonde hair, guys, and she is channeling EVE herself. EVE, the (laughs) apple of Do you want me to rap? I don't know. No, I don't want you to rap anything. Eve was me. I was Eve. No, same. I love Love Eve. Eve. I love Eve's trajectory from like stripper to rapper to now. Well, I don't know. Wife. No, she's a wife. She's a grown <laughs> woman. Today, today, Eve is a grown woman. And I appreciate you, Eve. Absolutely. Thank you, Eve. You look great. She does. She's come a long way. I Anyways. think you, but Eve does oh, look great. Oh, thank, thank you. This week in motherhood. I, I was feeling like I needed a bit of a change. So that's something that happened this week. I was just like, okay. You know when you're just itching to do something? And I was like, I have to dye my hair. I was starting to feel old. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah? Yeah. You've only been three zero for 10 seconds. Come <laughs> Not on. because I'm 30. Okay. Just because of how I've been feeling. Okay. I just was feeling frumpy. And, you know, we've been talking about the fact that I'm, like, considering dating now. And okay. I just wanted to feel fresh. Okay. That's all. All right. So I dyed my hair today. Nice. Anyways, in between okay. all the other things I had to do. Aside from that, part of my day was also about coordinating holidays. Mm. you know that deep heavy sigh (laughs) so i don't even believe in thanksgiving uh, i think for obvious reasons that yeah it was a day that native americans were massacred (laughs) let's be dark (laughs) like gosh go really dark but no but i know tradition wise it's a time where family comes together and sergeant being almost a year old of course his dad's family wants to see him they're in North Carolina they don't get to see him as often so they're like and I was also there last Thanksgiving so like you're gonna come yeah no so there's so much (laughs) okay I can't decide for you you cannot decide no I initially my plan for the holidays were that we were just gonna stay at home maybe have a really nice dinner absolutely excuse me that was the bubbly Um, (laughs) (laughs) but I also want Sergeant to be really immersed in his family and connected and I don't want to be the wedge in between that. So I'm being a good sport. Right. I'm going to go down south for the holidays. Oh, you're serious? Yeah, I am serious. Oh. I, I'm going to go. But <clears throat> it had me thinking about um, the fact that the holiday season can be really uh, triggering for a lot of people. You know, people who have issues with family or just don't like the holidays. If you, it just can bring up a lot of resentment. It's very. It can be very dreadful. Totally. And if, sometimes being around family is stressful. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Especially when you your lifestyle that you built for yourself in your own bubble is so much more different than what it was when you were Absolutely. you know surrounded by family. You might know. You may not 
you may no longer be that person you were. Of course not. And then you'll have to be faced with the old version of yourself. Or not even that. Just I, I just don't want to. That's all. Oh, that's true. That's yeah, nice. I just don't care to. I don't I don't like the same food. I don't want to be around a bunch of people for that long. I just don't. It's just not my it's, jam. It's new that's year. all. But being a mother, I think part of that is um, being selfless. And so it's not about me. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go down, but I also was thinking about what are the traditions that I would like to, new traditions I would like to establish in my family, mm-hmm. right? What are the things I would like to celebrate? What are things that I think are important? I don't think Thanksgiving is important. I don't want Sergeant growing up thinking that he has to do something for a holiday that is not, um, to me, a, a real thing. Yeah. Um, so that's, and we've had this discussion before. Uh, I love birthdays. I love the new year. I love the idea of resetting and setting intentions and manifesting and that sort of thing. So right. I've just been trying to like figure out how to make the most of my time when I go down there. Good so man. here's my plan. Okay, let's listen. I'm going to get an Airbnb. All right. So I have my own space. Oh, you're not going to eat with this? <laughs> no. No, I'm going to eat with everyone, but I'm going to leave when I want to leave. I'm going to sleep in the space that I want to sleep in. Okay. I'm going to do my own thing. That's how you should do it. So that I can be in and out. That way I can have the energy to be around people. I'm also like not, I don't know, I love people, but whatever. Family's different. Yeah, it's different. So that's been kind of my week is just preparing myself to accept the fact that I'm going to have to bend and yield to things that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm a selfish bitch sometimes. It's okay. I don't want to do it. It's okay. So that's been my week. And then, then I dyed my hair blonde. It looks great. Hey. Yeah, it's, it's growing on me. I think I need to tone it a bit. Okay, we had this conversation. <laughs> don't tone it. You don't need to no, tone we'll it. No, we'll just to maybe take some of the brassiness out of it. Anyways. Are you gonna, do you do, when you color your hair, do you have to do your eyebrows? I'm not doing my eyebrows. Okay. I hate that. Okay. Was like very Etta James, you know, like blonde hair, dark eyebrows. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. Etta. Hey, yeah. Auntie Etta. I don't think she's living anymore. But I know, but you got to say, hey, Auntie Etta. Yeah. So, and then aside from that, my week, this day in general has been pretty hectic. This week is hectic, but we do have our first event collaborating with Outdoor Voices. Yeah. Very excited. We're going to really. Run with some mommies. We're going to run with Mommy. moms tomorrow. Uh, I'm really excited about that because wellness is has always been important, but is like even now more on the forefront of things I want to make a priority. Right. I think wellness is very important, but it's not a common practice for me, I've noticed. I had to... Are you crazy? You get up at like four something in the morning to go to the gym. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's not normal. That is true. People don't do that, Lizzie. (laughs) What was your week like? Um, My week in motherhood was actually, all right, so do you remember that you told, when you told me about Jada Pinkin's show, the Red, the Round, um, Red Red Table Talks, yeah, on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Keen's mom told me about it, so I wanted to get a a sneak peek of it, and she said something that kind of triggered, not definitely triggered really hard, and she said something about having children, I guess I'm, I'm going to really misquote her, but she basically explained that having children and being uh, the wife to Will Smith kind of made her lose herself and she was no longer Jada Pinkett. Sure. And she had to find self back. And then I was like, shit, you know, I'm selfish. That cannot be me and I will not let that be me. But then I got into a really dark, deep thought about my mother. And I got really sad because I'm like, wow, my mom isn't suffering. 
and I'm so scared to become my mom. And obviously mothers are heroes and mothers have, like you praise the mom. Your mom is the first, your first love, the first woman that you look up to and aspire to be. And I had to think back to the last time I remember seeing my mom as a hero. And I got really sad because that time was long ago. And I'm thinking like it was back when I was seven years old and I think about my mom today and she's completely let go and given up. And I'm like, wow, I'm watching someone who might be depressed and I'm doing nothing about it. Hmm. Um, and talking about Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving falls on her her birthday next week. And I was just like, oh, I'm so sad because I'm gonna be around my mom and she's so draining. And I'm like, why, do I, why am I saying all these things, these adjectives about my mother and everything about it is negative, but she's such an amazing woman. She's so sweet, she's so kind, but it's because she, almost like Jada Pinkett, she let herself, she kind of became too selfless. She had four kids mm -hmm. and she came to this country and she worked her ass off and life was about surviving for her kids. Life was about um, making ends meet and having no money in the city. And that's all it became. And well, can I ask you something? Sure. Because I think a lot of times what we do as people and something that I'm trying to work on is we place our expectation and our judgment and our perspective on someone else. Right. So who's to say that your mother doesn't feel fulfilled in oh, those I, things? I know. And so maybe she's not happy, but something else that you said that, that was like a ding ding for me was mm -hmm. like, you're not doing anything about it. Yes. Which was because it's not to me. your job, you know? And that's, that is, oh, I love you. Mm. It's, it's, that is difficult because I think when we reach a certain age, we realize that our parents are not our parents. They are their own people and they right. exist outside of us. Right. And I think that you can support your mom. I think you can talk to your mom, but it is not your obligation to help your mom. That's true. Because you know? I've tried so much and I'm like, there's no help here. There's nothing mm. you can do. Like she, as far from, and it's sad because you don't want to see your mom, hard word, but disintegrate. You know, and that's what I feel like. I feel like I look at her and I see a big chunk of nothingness. Like she, from the weight, how she takes care of herself. She's 120 pounds overweight. Um, Have I ever met your mom? I don't know. This is she's the sweetest. Was she, was she at the barbecue? No. Oh, okay. So now I haven't. No, um, and she's always been a, that mom who was like, look, even today when she speaks to me, it's more so like you can do that. Like she has no confidence, and it, mm. it actually like. She then projects that onto her children and her daughters. Sure. And she has some of the strongest daughters that ever. It's weird because my sisters versus my mom, it's like two different yeah. types of people. And I just feel so scared because I'm like, well, was it because, and you start pointing fingers. You're like, is it because of my dad? Mm -hmm. I'm like, sure. Maybe there's a level of codependence there that she was living for her children, living for her husband, that she kind of like let all of that go. And when you mention like, maybe that makes her happy, I know it doesn't. Like I used to see, and I had to think back like, what does my mom do for herself? What did she do for herself? And it's absolutely nothing. Yeah. And I think like, I think I seen, I used to see her read when I was a kid. Uh, no, nothing. I think like, my mom used to have red nail polish, polish on. No longer, it's like those little things I had to really dig deep and remember 
And I'm like, shit, is it because of having multiple? It was like a lot of me trying to find things of sure. why she is. But there's the way also she is. so many things that you probably just have no idea about that your mom and her life. That is. And that's what someone you know? told me, a spiritual advisor says, Absolutely. like, oh, no, 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 your mother has life. And she did say, like, there's a lot of, like, you need to help your mom. So they, that pressure was there. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing I can do. I, no, there isn't. How, well, there's not nothing you can do, but you can't take on the responsibility of being someone's joy. You can yeah. only only you can create your own happiness. Your joy can't live in other people. Yeah. So I think as um as someone that loves her and cares about her and admires her, if Iram brings her joy, you can bring her around. Yeah. If you take your mom to the movies, you know, you can you can do things with your mom and spend quality time with her, but you can't make her happy. Yeah. That's talking with a you better go ahead with your advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in so many words that Honestly, that it made me scared because I was like, okay, after using trying to pull out all these things of what it could be, I'm like, wait, what happens if I become this person? Like, what happens if I become the person who kind of gives herself to her children and and or child or to her partner and then forgets about self? And I stopped. I was like, maybe not because I am the most selfish person I know. I, I don't think you're so selfish, but I also don't see that happening. Yeah, Every time that. I talk to you, it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm looking at property. Well, you know, I'm thinking about opening this business. Oh, well, I'm yeah, talking yeah. to this financial advisor. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. I'm, like you're yeah, constantly you're right. doing yeah, things. Right. You have like a, a battery on your back. I, I'm, I don't want it to stop. Yeah. And I'm like, is it because I have one child? <laughs> I think Who that's, knows? but you've always been that person. Yeah. And I think that that is why I'm so grateful for this, because this is just a reminder, like, you are someone outside of everything else that you do. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. Just hold on. Come on. <laughs> uh, but thank you. That was really candid. I think a lot of people can resonate with that. Yeah. Um, and you yeah. want to say beautiful, positive things about your mother. Yeah, she is amazing and beautiful. But I'm like, there's just so many daunting, uh, really difficult words that I that that is happening to describe her in her current situation. I'm like, shoot. Like, you know, you think, mom, hero. Like, yeah. you talk That's about also your mom. kind of unfair. It is so unfair. It your is mom so is a person. She's yeah. not a hero. Yeah. But you, your mom is a hero to you. Sure. And then I got older and also realized my mom is not infallible and she is her own human and she can disappoint me and that disappoint me. And that's also okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was a hard thing to level with. Cause you know, I think my mom is a everything. And she is. Yeah. I love her. Well, speaking duh of moms, yeah, <laughs> we've got a really incredible woman who also has a battery on her back. Yeah, <laughs> you're the wonderful Tata Harper of Tata Harper Skincare. She is, um, I would just say, a skincare mogul. Yeah, Can I use that word. Mogul. Wow, that sounds intense. <laughs> <laughs> Call it what it is, Tata. Call it what it is. Oh I have God. to say, I, I don't love know your those name. adjectives. Are crazy. <laughs> Thank Take you. It. It's Take my nickname, actually. My it? real name is Graciela. Graciela. Graciela Guzman. And growing up, I hated my name because it was. Um, the name of a grandmother that I never met. And being called Graciela when you're eight, it's pretty... Ooh, is that an old lady name? Yeah, okay. it's a very old lady name. I never really connected with the name. And uh, my my uh, grandparents started calling me Tata. I mean, everybody in Colombia has nicknames. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my mom is Coqui, my sister is Cuca, my other sister is Caro. It's Ooh, like <laughs> there's Caro. all sorts of nicknames. And mine is Tata. I love that. And uh, yeah, and I've embraced it. 
I've embraced it. I love that. Sounds a lot like black culture too. Mm-hmm. You're always a nickname. Yeah, like first. Yeah, black American probably any. Yes. Yeah. Did you try to find a nickname that? Oh yeah, Sarge is Star- Sergeant is Sarge. Yeah, people call him Sarge or Sargey, but I call him Sergeant. All right. Yeah, yeah. it's a cool name. It's like I have my son. My oldest is called Hunter, mm-hmm. and people try to do diminutives of his yes. name, like Hunt. Yeah, and I'm like, no, he has a cool name. His name is Hunter. Like, respect the name. Yeah, (laughs) well, I like that. I respect Tata Harper. We were having a conversation. Like, what do you do? You think Tata is a real name? Yeah, I love love four letter names. Yeah, I also love like short words. Mm -hmm. They're they're cool. Mm -hmm. It's like good to say. Mm -hmm. So you you were born in Colombia. Colombia. You were raised in Colombia. Yeah, yeah. What does that mean for like how you approach life? Being How you approach life, you know, Latin people are very happy, open, friendly. Um, I grew up in a beach town in Colombia called Barranquilla, mm-hmm. and um, it's like a small town. I think we're like the fifth largest city, and it's really like the epitomes of like Latin culture. It's like everybody's like barely dressed. <laughs> you know, it's like so warm. We're in the equator by the beach, so it's like. 100% humidity mm-hmm. and 99 degrees year round. Um, That's perfect. Gosh, it's right. <laughs> I now I realize how perfect that is. And it's pretty free spirit, but at the same time, because it's a small town and a small community, it's very judgmental. It's, it, it's interesting, you know, it has taken me time to appreciate it especially now that I live abroad and I go back I'm like oh yeah this Mm -hmm. is so nice like I'm actually so glad that I grew up here and that I'm Latin and I grew up in this environment that it's so nurturing you know at the same time it's it's really fun it's homely I can imagine it's very homely it's very homely everybody cares for one another um yeah it's nice okay how what was your take on motherhood growing up and what was, what was your mom like, actually? Did you grow up with your mom? I grew up with my mom, yeah. So my mom, uh, we grew up with my mom and a lot of my mother's side of the family. My parents divorced when we were, I was like nine, I think. And, um, you know, so we were really close to her. And uh, and my mom was one of the first women in Colombia to graduate from college oh, and wow. get a college degree. Um, she was also like one of the first women to get into the workforce. Um, so it was pretty pioneering of her. Um, and, and she was always working and giving us good examples. And I never really felt neglected or abandoned or any of these adjectives that we all tend to put when we're away doing other things <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that our kids might feel about ourselves. Totally. Like not at all. I was enjoying life you know, spending a lot of time with family and uh, and really loving that she had her own thing going. I, I used to go to a lot of friends' houses and the mom was always around. Mm-hmm. And I loved going back home knowing that my mom would end up coming at some point, but she wasn't around the whole time. So we, so we missed her, yeah, you know? There nice. was a little bit of longing, like, oh, I can't wait my mom to come and tell her about this and that. Oh, I love Instead that, of like mom actually. around all the time and us trying to hide things from her, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which is what happened in a lot of homes that I end up visiting. Totally. <laughs> when, um, who, was, who was Tata Harper before you became a brand? Like, mm-hmm. who are you as a woman? And then do you still f- feel connected to her today? Oh, very much so, especially now. 
I let's say I am I've always been an entrepreneurial spirit I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit since I've been young I've always like had like little companies had my own thing going when I was in high school I had a fashion brand oh, with a us. friend of mine oh my gosh, that was really? called censored and uh, basically we used to come here to New York and Miami and buy all the fabrics we would have pattern makers in Colombia and we would create different lines we would actually have drops what's called now called drops yeah. we would have them all the time and we I had it for a total of three years I've always been a, ve- a lover of fashion mm. and I thought that I was become a fashion designer but my mom is like no way it's like <laughs> that's too specific you you know that's that you that can be the only skill you right. can't really i'm not gonna fund a college degree in fashion if you want to do that then stay here and go to the technical institute in barranquilla colombia south america and study that or maybe you should look at something like industrial engineering yeah, and I was like, "What is that?" Like, right, like that, that, your mom yeah. just pulled that out. And yeah, like, yeah, yes, yeah. Like, industrial. what is industrial engineering? She's like, "It's a wonderful thing. It will give you legs to do many of the things that you want. Even if you want to be a fashion designer later, this will give you more skills." Yeah. And you know, my sister and I both ended up studying industrial engineering and loving it. Like, triple wow. A student. <laughs> I being a very mediocre ne- student in school, I ended up being a AAA honors in college studying industrial engineering and okay. thermodynamics and all this crazy. I mean, <laughs> crazy for those who stuff. don't know, because I did a little research, yes. right? So what you, Naturally. What do you know? What do you know? <laughs> So very basic. So industrial industrial engineers find more efficient, less wasteful ways um, for production processes. And where did you think you were going to go with that? Did you think you were going to stay in fashion? I think in her mind, it was something that would give me skills to approach different things. And actually, I ended up loving industrial engineering very much because it teaches you how to think. And, uh, and it has taught me like very basic rules that I keep applying over and over in life about how to approach problems and how to, whether it's a manufacturing problem or it's a problem in life, it's like you need to get this complex problem and break it down into very manageable pieces that you create a plan for. Mm-hmm. And it has, it has I, I think that in life it's been very, very useful to learn how to think in a certain way. Right. So I, I actually enjoyed it. It's more than it's more it's more of a way of thinking and approaching things. Mm. And of, of course, it, it focuses a lot on processes and methods and how to do things more efficiently. Um, but it also has a, a great component of helping you execute, which mm. is amazing mm-hmm. because that's how you openly spoke speak about your stepfather being yeah. diagnosed with cancer, mm-hmm. and um, you mentioned how that's the catalyst to your wellness journey. Yeah. Were you highly into holistic healings prior to well, that? Well, I I have tried to live a mindful life all my life. Okay. And um, to the extent of my knowledge. So it's growing up, I was very mindful about what I ate because of health more than anything. I've never had like big weight problems or anything like that, but I just always wanted to know that I was eating healthy and that was passed on to me from, you know, my grandmother and my mother. And also I was somebody that loved to be active and loved to exercise. So exercise, I've been exercising since I can remember. I don't know, mm. since I'm 11. I Are have like a very, 
I am still exercising. I stopped exercising for a while. I was remember what you were saying about like losing yourself. And it was definitely a period in my life where I like forgot who I was. Mm. Uh, but I've regained that with time. And, I, and I'm exercising now. I'm actually just uh, booked a private dancing lesson. Ooh. Because I, I'm like, I want to become an expert dancer like I used to be. And the only way I'm going to do that is by actually having lessons because I don't party anymore sure, like right. that. Right. That I'm going to yes. be like in clubs <laughs> That's dancing. So, yeah. So I have club goers. Mm. You just got to bring the party to you. You have to bring the party to the house. So, yeah. yeah. So, Sunday I'm doing a dance lesson in my home with my with my kids. What kind of dance? Reggaeton and salsa. Ooh. No. Yeah. Oh, you're going to go to dance, 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 dance. I know. It's like That's I also want to pass on like a lot of my culture to my kids. And, yes, it, yes. and it's a struggle even to get them to keep speaking Spanish in the I family. It's like yeah. I am the Spanish police of the house. Like, stop. <laughs> I don't understand. You guys are not going to learn Spanish. It's it's so hard. Um, but I really also wanted to bring the other big component to our culture, which is dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such a big part of, you know, it's like you don't know how to dance. Oof. Like your dating game, like everything is Listen, done. Like, let you, me tell you, like, you something. There's a lot of it. doesn't matter like how good looking you are. Any, like, cultures <laughs> of color, right? Dancing is huge. So It's offensive this, if you do not know how to dance. Let me tell you how stressful childhood was for me. Uh-huh. Being African-American, I grew up... <laughs> laugh at me i grew up mainly in the south right in the Uh suburbs of atlanta so in high school you go to a party Mm -hmm. all the girls know how to twerk Mm -hmm. right all the girls know how to move their body their butt everything you're dancing so hard that you have to hold on to a friend to keep your balance to dance let me tell you about my anxiety going to high school party you know who i was i was one like i'm gonna go get a drink oh no i'm gonna be in the bathroom oh no like so much anxiety about dancing and then finally someone would pressure me to dance and I would be so self-conscious and everyone always said I didn't have rhythm <gasps> at least you couldn't be my friend because you know who I was I was a girl in the middle being Lizzie's surrounded. like learning yeah. the, like, the choreography to the newest video yes. like I was annoying I, I had to go ready to know the Leah dances to every video ready like, I handed out the dance moves. Yeah, and you I was the one, know. like, I just want to flirt with somebody in the corner because no. I can't dance. No time to flirt. You <laughs> That's no reflection on my other one, skills. One, two steps. But I, I'm much more confident now because so much of dance is being confident anyways. I, yeah, I'm practicing. I think that that gives you a lot of confidence, just practicing and and. You know, it, it was. In the it's like in in Latin culture, it's like you walk into a home and like music is blasting in the kitchen, in the living blasting. room. Everybody's dancing. But you guys there. dance all day. All day. Like it's like you, you go up. to a dinner party with like five friends and you end up dancing. Yeah. You go to big dinners and you end up dancing. You go to a barbecue in the afternoon and you end up dancing. It's like it's just. <laughs> you guys are in there. the bed dancing. I would be stressed. Laid up in the bed dancing. Like, <laughs> Wherever. You guys are dancing. <laughs> I can't stand you. I want to. I want to rewind a bit because I'm. I'm. I'm glad that you brought up this. Um, the concept of losing yourself was part of that tied to motherhood when you were in that space. So I had motherhood and the creation of Tata Harper all happening at once. Um, you can only imagine. Yeah. I didn't realize how intense was intense <laughs> until you. After I had my third kid, and you're like, whoa, what happened to me? 
You know, it's like all I do is this series of things. I've forgotten about my exercise, my dancing, my time, you know, doing all the things that you love doing and you feel angry. Mm. You feel angry. And I'm like, why am I so angry? Why am I feeling so repressed? And it's really because I, you feel that you're giving all the time and you're just giving, 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 and there's no replenishing back at all. Or you're not expecting it, you're not demanding it, and then all of a sudden you get into like an all-time low and you're like, things need to change around mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. And what was that moment for you that you were like, I've got to make a change? I think that I was in a plane coming back from LA. I hadn't, I was taking a red eye because I insisted that I needed to come back to my kids. I arrived, the flight was delayed to Burlington, Vermont, where I used to live. You know, we I used to live in my farm in, mm -hmm. in Middlebury. And, uh, and, and I'm like, oh God, I am so tired. Why am I treating myself like this? Like there's no need, I just need to get better organized and, and really overcome this feeling of guilt that I have all the time because I'm a working mother that travels a lot and that spends a lot of time outside of the home. And because I do that, I feel that I have no right to have my own interest and I need mm. to give it all away because I this time that I've taken away, I need to give it back to the family. So I've actually learned how to incorporate them into a lot of the things that I love doing, bathing, Dancing, exercise, going to the beauty salon, beauty salon, going to the spa, doing all the things that I love, and I, you know, and I don't necessarily do that. Not not all of them love all the things that I do, but then I found who's my partner for the mani pedi, who's my partner oh, for the man. dancing, who's my partner for concerts, who's my partner, you know, and okay, then you who's start the dancing partner. Which one? My dancing partner is Grace Paloma, my middle girl, my oh. eight-year-old. Wait, let's talk about. All right, so you have two boys and one girl? I have one boy and two girls. So I have Hunter Lawrence, Grace Paloma, and Tata Mia. Like, Tata I actually called Mia. her Tata. Um, I <laughs> yeah. love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah. And your youngest is how old? She's six, Tata Mia. Okay. And Grace is eight, and Hunter is ten. Okay. So it's like, I had a baby in 2008, mm -hmm. I had a baby in 2010, and I had a baby in 2012. So you birth children mm -hmm. and then you birth the brand right yeah so let's talk about the like the very nascent stages of tata harper um how did it begin i know you you spoke about your stepfather and and so from there that was the catalyst to you your interest well in it just really opened up a new dimension of wellness that i wasn't really aware of before and i wasn't really paying attention and i was saying i, I really try to live a mindful life and making good decisions for myself like i'm not the type of person that waits to new years to make a new year resolution to implement something that it's good for you i am the type of person that if i feel that there's something lacking and i should be doing i want to implement it immediately mm. so i ended up accompanying him to a lot of clinics and a lot of doctors and a lot of healers and a lot of centers. And that lifestyle was at the center of everything. What did you do every day? What happens in your life every day? What do you eat every day? What do you get in touch with? And then this concept of toxic load, which I had never really heard before, mm -hmm. like, oh, that is really, you know, all those synthetic chemicals are contributing to his toxic load and I was like toxic load what, what are we even talking about like yeah. I just brought like he used like six products you yeah. know like a deodorant a shaving cream a, a shampoo a moisturizer like 
what would be my toxic load? Like I use a whole, like I have a all closet. And it was all of them. I have a closet, <laughs> right. serums of all types, moisturizers, hair, body, skin, like you name it. Perfumes. You know, all toxic, every bit. Right? And a lot of what I was using was extremely toxic. And mm. I actually took the time to research a lot of these things. And I would be like, wow, so much petroleum <laughs> so much battery acid and so much acid. like yeah it's a common emulsifier um so much propylene glycol like this ingredient like antifreeze that it's everywhere like why is this stuff like in the products that i'm using in my face around my eyes that are supposed to make me more beautiful and this is things that belong in machines mm-hmm. right Mm-hmm. I know that no one acts about asks about preservatives and emulsifiers and any of this stuff. So because a lot of people don't know about it and they don't talk about it, it's where all the shortcuts are made. Mm-hmm. A lot of shortcuts are made yeah. when it comes to synthetic toxic chemicals is not necessarily on the ingredients that are doing all the beautiful things for your skin, but all the ingredients that are there to do all the functional work, Mm. preserve, emulsify, you know, thicken formulas, do all that uh, functional uh, work. So I, um, I became really obsessed about finding a product to replace my super high-tech Swiss skincare line mm-hmm. because I was able to find a lot of replacements when it came to food, sure. you know, going organic. Uh, I also find a lot of organ- of natural and organic products when it came to cleaning the house, dry cleaning, you name it. A lot of things were Definitely. out there. But when it came to skincare was this weird contradiction that when you talked about skincare being natural in any other category was an upgrade except when it came to skincare when it came to skincare it was like oh it was like a downgrade it was like a disappointing thing that existed but that if you're a serious skincare consumer you really you don't have any technology there it's like okay it's nice i feel good about this but this (laughs) is not doing (laughs) It's not doing anything. Right. Um, And I felt exactly the same way. And uh, and I would go to then department stores, natural beauty stores where I used to buy my things and they would show me things. I'm like, guys, I I really want to do the natural thing. And they're like, help me out. No, and they would show me things that were available at the time with algaes. Yep. With orchids, <laughs> with honey. But then you turn around the box and you're like, sure, I see five algaes in there. But then I see 50 industrial chemicals that I really I are the ones that I just mean. don't want to have. I love the algae piece, but I just don't like this other piece of the inky listing, you mm-hmm. know, like the ingredient listing. And they would look at me like I was always crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or they would show me things that are paraben free. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, but parabens are just one ingredient and there's thousands. <laughs> and, Isn't that and interesting how they've, they've chosen the one thing one and be thing. like, hey, guys. Because it's the free. one that people recognize the most and have yeah. the most awareness about it being not being that it, it's a really controversial chemical. Right. So because a lot of people recognize the word, then the effort was just to remove the paraments. Mm-hmm. But then you replace it with phenoxyethanol, another synthetic preservative Sounds that big no one knows word. about. Right. That I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's really it's 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 it's. There was nothing that was really authentically what I was looking for. Mm. And, I, and I am someone that loves to spread the word. I would talk to my friends about, avoid this, avoid that. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? I'm having the same problem that you're having is that I'm not finding anything either. 
because they would be like, what the hell, Tata? It's like, stop. <laughs> and it's like, what are you using now? And it was all like, <laughs> you know, like raw coconut oil. Yep. And it was like, exactly. this needs to stop. That is us. That is us. Totally. totally. It's yeah. funny that you said that because I trust nothing. Um, well, you what, can trust Tata Harper. Oh, yes. Thank you. Welcome. I am I, so, listen, first of all, we got to Not to it. call out anyone, but I'm so excited that Tata is the first guest to bring a gift. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And it's Thank a nice, so, pretty gift. Her box is beautiful. We are going to, Lizzie I'm and I are going to be lathering oh, and yeah. smathering. Listen. and You better, you better receive my selfies when I show you my new skin. Please send them to me. I didn't trust anything or anyone. So as a young kid, I, as an adult, I only relied on shea butter. And mm-hmm. it was the shea butter from, all right, this is how I'm going to get gross. You know it wouldn't be normal if I'm not gross. So the shea butter that I'm used to, it's straight up from Africa, like straight up from Nigeria. Like, like gritty, gritty with so, the spots in it. And- spots. What I mean, my dad would come and it would they would scoop the shea butter nut and transport it. It came from the plane. My uncle brought it, so they put it in whatever was close to them. It could have been an old beat up like Tupperware that was once something, but now it now <laughs> right. it's shea butter. Right. And I guess they just finished grinding it up or do what they had to do. So it would have like hairs in it and. Like <laughs> things in it, just things. Parts and of the nut. The more I see the things in the hair and the dust and the the sand <laughs> oh, in it, yeah. the the better it was for me. I was like, ooh, let me rub this all over my body. And that was the only thing I used. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I would be in junior high school. I would be in high school, and I'm sitting in the classroom. And my whole entire high school, I did. I didn't do that well. Um, I did extremely well, but I suffered because I got headaches because the guy. Um, what's Stop your, it. Muhammad in front of me had Muhammad. Fuck his last name. Doesn't Don't matter. say his last name. I will because it's his many Muhammad. <laughs> this, this, this world yeah. is filled with Muhammads. So there's enough. You wouldn't even know him. But he wore axe and I would have nosebleeds and headaches. I would have to leave axes. Axes that like deodorant spray. Oh, right. It's yeah. like the first and cologne suffered. guys get. It's awful. Oh. I suffered in my chemistry class, ironically, suffered from migraines. And all the girls would have Victoria's Secret. Mm-hmm. And I would just, my nose would be bleeding. Or Bath every and Body day. Works. And Bath and Body Works. Yuck. My nose would be bleeding. So I thought something was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I would go to the doctor and explain to my parents, like, listen, I might be a science experiment because every time I'm around these people, I'm in suffering and I'm having headaches and nosebleeds um, until I grew up and I was like, oh, it wasn't me. It was y'all with these nasty toxins just spraying all over each other. Yeah. But I suffered. That's my story. <laughs> yeah, it's, you're more sensitive to that synthetics yeah. than other people. My sister is like that, too. She gets a mm-hmm. lot of headaches when she smells yeah. like heavy duty perfume. Sure. That's how my mother is. We weren't allowed to wear perfume yeah. and things like that in the Fame. house. And now I grew up having really acne prone skin. I mean, oh, really? I, yeah, I wouldn't tell. Your skin looks yeah, so you good right now. Thank you. And I'm so, so self-conscious about my skin because, I mean, I was you on shouldn't. Accutane. I did all of the, oh. What I about was, today? What do you do today? Coconut oil. Wow. And um, I'm trying to get more, like, I'll use, like, I don't want to name the things I use because I feel like Tata's going to be looking like, girl. <laughs> I'm not going to be, I'm going to be judging. <laughs> I judge her all the time. You can judge her. Welcome. <laughs> Use some cleansers. Um, <laughs> Neutrogena. <laughs> no, Cetaphil. Oh. And um, and whatever serums we got in some like free bag. Oh. Yeah, I use those. And so, so I'm just now starting to get into a actual skincare routine. My, my skin cleared up a lot in pregnancy. But I found that having a skincare routine is part of my like self-care in the oh, moments absolutely. that I have alone. Mm. Yeah. I, like, so I good. close the bathroom door. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear anyone. And I like, I'm like, I'm going to cleanse. I'm going to tone. I'm going to put on my serum. I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. I love it. 
Me too. I'm addicted to those moments. Addicted. Addicted, especially at night. Like the morning one, I layer really fast and I mix a lot of things because I, you know. You said you had a one minute skincare routine. I have a one minute skincare routine for the morning. I, I I exfoliate my skin with the regenerating cleanser, and I do that every day because you wake up with a lot of buildup. You know, the is skin there a cloth is, that you're using? To do no, this? Cloth. no cloth. It's an exfoliating cleanser that has apricot seed powder and and, and and enzymes, and it really helps get rid of all the dead skin that accumulates at night because most of that cellular turnover happen at night. So mm. I love to wake up to exfoliate. Um, then I do essence. Which is different Ooh. than toners. Essence. I love, I do do that. Yeah, the essence. Ooh, pardon And me. then with the face <laughs> wet with the essence, I do my two most important anti-aging products, my, my serum and my eye cream, because essences are also penetration that enhancers. me, guys, that like, when I would hear, I have to admit, like, when I... What anti, scares you? An, anti-aging products. Like, what Why? does that mean? Because it's like, oh. Because you have to use them now? It's like, is that is that what it's become? I'm okay with it. But... It, I've been using anti-aging products since my early 20s. Wow. That's when you should start probably. And I don't use them because they're scary and I've gotten to this point in my life where I need them. I've been using them because I have the philosophy that taking care of your skin is just part of your self-care ritual and something that you do every day so that when you look in the mirror, you look the best version of yourself and that makes you happy. Sometimes okay. when I'm sloppy with myself, I don't feel that great. Mm. And um, and I and the idea is that it's much better that you start using them. Actually, it's the ultimate strategy to start using anti-aging products when you don't have wrinkles because you're repairing as you go. Mm. Instead of waiting until you happen. have the wrinkles, <laughs> and then I know that a lot of people like to justify the expense by, oh, okay, yeah, I'm full of. I've gotten myself to this point where I need them. Well, you don't want to need them. You right. want to want them. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. I don't want to look in the mirror and be like, damn. Damn, what happened time. today? <laughs> 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 now, so uh, being such an incredibly <clears throat> successful businesswoman and being a mother of three children, we get so many women who ask us, ask us and want to have these conversations about how do you start a successful business in the midst of motherhood? What tips would you, if you had like three tips you had to give? Let's see. What I, I think, it, you know, I, I, I sometimes think back about how I did it. And it's a little bit of a blur, to be <laughs> completely honest. I think that being able to spend a lot of time planning your time. You know, a, a lot of people think that being organized just happens automatically. <laughs> And that you are going to have find time to do everything that you need to do just spontaneously. And the reality is that that never happens. And in order to make a lot of the things that are important for you happen, you need to spend time planning your time. And that's what I do. I, for example, spend my Mondays planning my time and catching up with my things, sending a lot of emails to my team, looking at my calendar. I plan out, I, I typically plan out quarters ahead. So right now I am in April of 2019, May of 2019. Were you able to do that in the beginning? Yes, since like the beginning. You were able to do that? Since the beginning. And I am a planner. Was it because you lived, guys, Tata? Or more so, maybe her 
well, lived on a farm, which we've. Or I don't maybe know the bigger question is like your support system. Like, what does your community look like? You know, like. Do you- so I lived in a farm mm-hmm. where I lived for ten years. And it's Vermont, you know, so people are not very in tune with outsiders. It's not the more welcoming community for a Latin entrepreneur you were from only, Colombia. You, were you know what I mean? Way. I was like a really odd bird. You have seen that only, new neighbor? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you seen those eccentric people like, with the nannies? Her, you heard her voice? <laughs> they were so confused. Like, where? You know what? Yeah. And, and it's and what I realized is that it became kind of like my refuge being there. Mm-hmm. I don't I never develop a lot of friendships. Community wasn't really there for me in mm. that sort of way. Were you alone in that? Like, did you feel alone then? No, I didn't really feel alone. I actually enjoyed having this time where I didn't have any social commitments. Huh. And I actually, That's it was me. another amazing thing about living there is that you really have a lot of time to recharge and spend time with your family and spend time with you yeah, and dedicate a lot of time to you. And I actually love the fact that I didn't have a lot of friends to attend to. Mm. And uh, because I travel a lot, <laughs> I catch up with a lot of my friends during my travel. And my travel and my life is very social, but my weekends tend not to be very social and tend to be very at home with my kids, with my projects, with my to-do list, with experiencing things with them, spending time watching movies. And, uh, and, and I do have help. I am Colombian and, you know, yeah. Colombian women do believe in help <laughs> and that I get judged on that. And I really oh, don't whatever. care. It's what works for me. Yep. And, uh, and, and I've really balanced things out that way. Mm. Yeah, be organized. I love that. Being extremely organized Mm -hmm. helps you doing yeah accomplish a lot of things. I'll try. And 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 then if you're gonna start a business, the other advice that I would have is do something that it's really unique. Don't do don't do things that are just like a copy of what's already out there. Like a blogger. Well, it depends what the point of view is, Everybody's right? Everybody's a blogger these days. <laughs> but there's some bloggers that have a very legitimate point of view that make them interesting. True. But it's like try not to do the same thing that it's already been done. And two, try to do something that makes people's lives better. Mm. Nice. I, I am a firm believer in a business that makes people's lives better. It's like, and I tell this to my team all the time. It's like, we're not here just making another vitamin C serum. Like there's (laughs) plenty of vitamin C serums and collagen creams. We're making products that elevate people's quality of life so that we can all live better. And that's what really this wellness movement that's all about, which is not a trend. It's really a movement that it's here to stay and that it's really all about self-optimization. That's how I see it. Self-optimization. It's how do I live better so that I can live until I'm 100 and I can live until that 100 with my health and my well-being and still doing all the things that I love, hiking, exercising, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I really, this is, someone asked me this question recently and I was like, oof. So I would love to ask you. Yeah. As someone who's incredibly successful and... um, I know this question I was going to ask. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> and very functioning. When is the last time you felt like you failed? 
When was the last time I fa I felt like I failed? Wow. Isn't that uh, heavy? That's how I felt when someone asked me that too. I, feel I don't want to feel like I, I by no means have a perfect life, but I don't remember when I felt like I failed. Can I give you my example? I, I, I try you always my it. best. It's never like the, the perfect delivery, but <laughs> I, I feel that if you put the effort, you're, you know, you're, you're not failing. Maybe, may, maybe with my marriage. Hmm. Okay. Like maybe there, you know, I got divorced like two years ago and maybe, you know, at the beginning I felt like, oh, you know, like this is like one of those life failures until you then process the information. And you're like, no, no, it's like, it's really not. I had a very successful marriage. It's just sometimes things have an expiration date. Yes. Absolutely. Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm divorced, but I, I look no. like that way too. Absolutely. Things come to an end sometimes. Yeah, things and have okay. seasons and seasons. Reasons. Yeah, it's not necessarily a personal failure. It's just things happen and you try to make the best out of the situation that you're in. I've never seen things go wrong as failures. And I think that that's one of the God-given gifts that I have in my personality. I always see them as opportunities of improving and opportunities to do things differently and to learn. To learn. I love and, that. and we do that and in, in, in I think that even in our business like a lot of us have committed like lots of mistakes but then we just learn from them and let's just not do it again yeah I love that I so appreciate it. thank you for being so like candid yeah that. now I feel like I have to go back and re-answer that question yeah I should <laughs> There are no failures. <laughs> there are really no failures if you don't learn if you're learning there's no failure yeah absolutely yeah I love that alright well if you'd like to stick around, we've got a DM question. Okay. It's that time again, sliding in our DMs. Um, this week, our question comes from Ashley. Ashley's 38. She lives in LA. Fun mm-hmm. fact about Ashley, because I did a little stalking on her Instagram. She... <laughs> She's an ethnographer, which means she does the uh, systematic study of people and culture, which I thought was fascinating. That is brilliant. I was like, in a next life, that's something that Who I would totally do. Who would you go to school do. for that? Who knows? Um, so, <laughs> Ashley asked a few questions. She said, uh, on the concept of losing yourself after children, which is something we've been discussing, do you agree that it happens? In what way? Are you okay with being a different woman after children do you feel like you can find yourself again, or is it even worth searching for her? Oh, absolutely. You must <laughs> search for her again. I think it's a very natural process, to be honest. It's new to have, you, you've never been a mother before, and you're trying to figure so much out in, in motherhood about how to do things and what works for you and your life that you end up losing yourself for a bit. But I think that it's a temporary problem and it should be a temporary problem for everybody. Um, And the important thing is that after a lot of the heavy duty stuff is over, Mm -hmm. you need to regain back your sense of self. And I think that it's really critical for your own mental health. And to be there, I really became a better mother when I started doing things for myself and actually taking the time out of my time with them to replenish myself and do things that are completely selfish and that I just wanted to do because I felt like traveling there with my friend. But I came back happy and I came back a much better listener. I had more patience for you know everything that was happening and I felt 
And I felt better overall. And I think that that search for yourself should never end. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's like putting your oxygen mask on first before you help the next person. Yeah. Totally. And, and it's not only motherhood. Sometimes it happens after big life changes and big events like getting divorced, losing a family member. It, there are moments in your ta- in your life that are trying where you lose yourself, but it should always be temporary. Hmm. Thank you, Tata. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you, Tata. Thank you. I mean, we don't really... Ashley, there it is. There you have it, <laughs> There you have it, Ashley. You better yeah. ask Tata her <laughs> Before you end up dying your hair blonde. Shut <laughs> up. It's okay. I'm text totally Tata fine with like, it. Text Tata my time. I will. I will. Uh, Until next time. Do you have a new product coming in? Oh, I do. Yes. I'm actually wearing it. Um, is that why it's so glowing? Pause. When yeah. Tata came in, I do this thing where when I hug someone, which is weird, kind of weird. And oh, also you hug and sniff. What is it? What absolutely a hug and okay. sniff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But because sometimes I don't even smell the best. I'm like, who am that. I to hug and sniff? But I just. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that because I can't risk a headache. <laughs> but I knew that you were going to smell good. And when I came in for the hug kiss, your skin smells incredible. Like, obviously, you're lying. I is that like, in a bag? Sh- Whatever you got? Is that in a bag? <laughs> I hope so. I mm, hope so. Well, Becca. you, I applied, well, not the new product that we're about to okay. launch, which is what I was using before coming here. It's a new hydrating mask mm-hmm. and it has a thousand sizes of hyaluronic acid molecules. So it's really about bringing moisturization to every layer of your skin. It's insane. Okay. And, uh, and it just plumps up your moisture cushion. Really, really, really I need great. all my moisture cushions mm-hmm. plumped. Yeah. Can I, all right, can I put it on my breast. <laughs> I was about to say that. I was like, Definitely, Shit. I just, I just did. Yeah. Wow. I, I, you know what? I apply skincare from here to here. I'm so, I'm so Always glad you said that. from I'm here to here, that. like I so include. Like, so she's everything. saying from right under her from breast belly all the way up to, to the, the forehead. Like, and your ears and your neck and the oh, back of and your neck. My ears. It can't just be your face that's looking popping and everything else is dry. I thought about that. I was like. We oh, talk yeah. about skincare, but we usually talk about face. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. People are what so stingy with the neck and with the and chest. With the chest. And I don't singe on the on the chest. And the dry oh. fingers. Like people will be out here ashy. That's just you. All right, whatever. My toes look the <laughs> okay, 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 okay. All right, okay. <laughs> Tata, thank you, thank Tata. you so much. Thank we you guys so for having me. This you. was so fun. This was incredible. Was. I'm like, are you guys gonna teach me how to be a cool mom? Like, how do oh, I be oh, a cool right mom now. for my? What do I do so my eight year old thinks that I'm a cool mom? You, <laughs> you can do nothing. They don't also. think that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that won't happen. To you better add adult. a little. What is it? A milli rock to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Until next time.